All right. Hello there and welcome in, everybody. Let me turn the volume down a little bit so I don't have to scream in my own ear, uh, but uh, happy to be with you once again. This is uh, For the Win. I'm Eric Winalda. This is uh, Blue Wire Studios located in the gorgeous Win Hotel Resort and Casino here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Wild time here in our state and in this city of Las Vegas simply because March Madness has begun. I was uh, on my way in today to check things out. And, you know, it's just, usually it's a pretty easy walk. Yeah, I just kind of make my way straight in and there's no real delays. Today's a little different. We've got uh, the basketball people everywhere. The sports book is uh, completely off the hook. I think I'm going to actually, for the first time in a long time, call over to Charlie's, which is the restaurant located uh, almost within the sports book and see if I can get a reservation because it looked pretty full. So uh, March Madness has started which always makes it an exciting time. I, I'm, I'm forgetting too that I got a couple of buddies. They live for this. They get on planes from all over the country to come to Vegas and just sit in one of those big red chairs and make stupid bets and drink way too much and then regret it for the rest of the year. And then they come back and do it all over again. So it's all kinds of fun. Uh, but that's not what this show is about. This show is about uh, the other sport that we love so much, football. Now there's plenty to talk about. Coming, spinning out of the uh, UEFA Champions League, Week, uh, plenty of surprises there. The quarterfinals are now set. Uh, they will have the draw. Today is Thursday, in case you were wondering, in the evergreen world of the podcast with all these people with their funny green ears walking past. Uh, let's see if I can get her to turn around. She wouldn't. Again, a reminder, I'm in the studio. There's a big glass wall. People are walking past celebrating St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day to all. Uh, it's always a, a, always a fun fun day. And let me, uh, as, as on the end of that statement, let me all also convey my wishes that you behave yourself. One, you don't drink too much. And if you happen to indulge, just have a ride home, please. Just have a ride home. I used to love St. Patrick's Day when I lived in New York because New York was easy. I was walking home. <laughs> I didn't even own a car when I was out there. So it was, uh, it was always a much more simplistic way to get, uh, get around. It's just to walk. I had these really cool shoes that looked like they were dress shoes, but they really weren't. They were walking shoes. And I needed those because I walked everywhere. I was actually fitter when I was in New York. That's a big, that's a, you know, that's a good thought. Maybe I should consider that all over again. Anyway, let's get back to the football. So a lot of surprises here. Benfica, for one. Benfica knocking out Ajax. Not everybody saw that. Manchester United falls on the sword. And, uh, it's a, and it was almost immediate. As soon as Manchester United lost this game, spinning out of a 3-2, against Tottenham where Ronaldo again was the hero. And then they tried to roll him out there three days later. And it just wasn't the same. Surprise, surprise. The guy's almost 40. I know he's got a big ego and he, and he wants to play every game, but Reinick needed to, to sit him down, sit him down and let him, let him have, God, they would have loved to have had him in the last 15 minutes where he could actually move. But watching him get through games now is very hard because at the end of games, he's just waiting for a moment. He's not going to run. He's not going to chase. And let's face it, that's not the Ralph Reinick way. Anyway, it was almost immediate. There was the quadrant of who's going to replace Reinick. Everybody knows he's the interim. He has the interim tag still attached to him. The Manchester United fans have just lost it completely. But the sad news in that, if you did, if you missed this, is Paul Pogba's home was invaded in the middle of the game. It's such a horrible thing. And in his words in the tweet that he sent out, and I really, this really resonated with me, that there's no more horrific feeling than not knowing if your kids are actually safe. They broke into his house. He's actually offered a, a fairly, fairly substantial reward if someone can give him any information about who it was that actually broke into his home. This is, this is sounding all too familiar, by the way. 
a lot of people were unhappy with Di Maria and the same damn thing happened. And he was, he was get out of Dodge the next day. So maybe that's, maybe that's a precursor to him, to Pogba leaving. I would hate to feel that that would be the reasoning behind it, but who's going to blame him now, right? Who's going to blame him? That's a terrible, terrible thing. And I don't think he really cares about what he lost or what they stole. I just, I just think he's just so pleased that his kids are, are healthy and were unharmed in the, in the whole ordeal. You know, he's got some haters and he's got some, some lovers and some followers and whatever you want to call it. But uh, I'm, I'm sending a, some love uh, Paul Pogba's way. That's terrible. It's terrible. I, hate, I hated to read that. But they lose at home to uh, Atleti. You saw some things coming out of Skulls, of course. It's always funny how Skulls and, you know, Gary Neville and all these guys have a big opinion after the certain things happen. You know, one of, the, one of the accusations was, well, if Manchester United had Diego Simeone, they would have won that game. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Not Paul Pogba, Paul Scholes. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and then there's Juventus losing to Villarreal. Okay. Now, maybe that a 0-3 in Turin, that's not something that anybody expected. But guess what? Unai Emery. I mean, let's just talk about it. The guy loves these kind of competitions. He's the only guy, I believe, I'll have to check that, to win the Europa League twice. He's got something special with Villarreal, and he knows how to coach in these games. So there's your dark horse, for sure. Lil loses to uh, Chelsea, man of the match, Christian Pulisic. Got to see him hold up that little trophy, which I don't, you know, it's always nice to see him get a game to do extremely well, especially coming into the World Cup qualifiers where you want to see all these guys healthy. Now, just for example, you've got Sergio Dest is at it today, currently winning two to one. And uh, he was a, an early substitute. All right, so let's get you through uh, who's actually in. The draw is tomorrow, as I mentioned. So both Madrid, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. Villarreal. So we've got three Spanish teams right off the bat and three English teams, Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. And then the double B, the Bayern and Benfica. Now I said last week or this week, actually, and the week before that I think Bayern Munich is the one that you're after. If you're a betting man, I think that the way that this thing has played out with Juventus losing, with Manchester United out, with Ajax, to me was a team that nobody really wanted to play. It's somewhat of a sleeper as well. And Haller was in terrific form. And Benfica knocks him out. I don't think Benfica is a sleeper. I think they're going to lose the next one. They just had a good day. And I actually put it on Twitter. I thought, you know what? Let's try and prognosticate here. Let's see who's going to play who. So, of course, I said Madrid's going to play Madrid. People, it's not like I said, well, this is what's going to happen. What I'm saying is, is that this is what I think those people over there who supposedly pull the ping pong ball out of the bowl is what they're going to do. Money's involved. I'm not saying this thing is fixed. I'm just saying, I think Madrid gets Madrid. Then, of course, you have Villarreal, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea. You want to look at those four and basically say, who do they get? It's really going to come down to, do they put City with Liverpool? Do we get, we get an unfortunate rematch of last year's final, City and Chelsea in the quarterfinals? Does that happen? Probably, probably. But I do think Bayern gets Benfica. Okay, those are my predictions. I have no idea if any of that will come to fruition. So, I do want to go through two main topics today after I get you out of what's coming up because you, you basically have the FA Cup is around the corner as well. So Middlesbrough has got Chelsea. Crystal Palace is with Everton, who's still in that competition. They should probably bow out just so they can focus on league play. And I actually think that would be wise. I'd hate to see it. But Southampton gets City and Nottingham Forest gets Liverpool. So Liverpool is still in this thing. Liverpool is all over the place. They're still in the FA. They are now with Crystal Palace putting up a wonderful performance against Man City the other day. They Man City gets the 0-0. They stumble. 
And now we're looking at a, a very different scenario. We're all under the assumption that these games were going to come right down to the wire and it was going to come down to whether Liverpool beat Man City. And that would, if, if we, as we all know, if Liverpool wins out, they win the whole thing. But they're still in, in three competitions. And that's, that's fascinating to me. That's fascinating to me, as, as is uh, Man City. But I think this is, this is really going to be a, a chess match that who you play, who you save, who has the better version of themselves in the days where you go with 60% of your, your starting lineup, 50% of your starting lineup. Whoever wins those games is going to have a, a far better opportunity, um, in my opinion, to win and win the league. And, and then this is just such a strange thing. If you look at Klopp, you look at Pep and the way that they're trying to manage through this, navigating through this time of year is really difficult, especially with the World Cup looming and, and, and all the things that are they're in the uh, very near future. You, you, have to, you have to really look at it that way. And Liverpool has to make up their mind, really. Where's their focus? Where will it be? And Klopp will lie to us and say, well, it's all important, but let's see who they roll out there in the FA Cup. Let's see who they protect. And they still have so many good pieces. They have so many great players who, who are chomping at the bit to get some time. And they've managed Henderson really well this year, for example. You can't keep rolling out uh, Matip and uh, Van Dijk. You can't. You can't. You're going to have to pick a game and you're going to have to look at the calendar two months in advance. That's what you have to do and figure out how you want this to go. Really try and map it out. Pick those days where you get your rest. Make sure that you manage their bodies because at the end of the day, you're going to want to be in all three, but you have to decide what's, what's going to be most important to you. All right. So as far as the European, just everything. I, I'm just going to throw this all in one bag. Here's the games I'm watching. Wolves has got Leeds tomorrow. Wolves at home with Leeds. Wolves not scoring a ton of goals. Leeds coming off of probably one of the most phenomenal wins, uh, well, certainly under uh, Jesse Marsh's watch, but that's, a, that's one to watch. I'm getting up for that. Uh, I don't think I have to get up for that, do I? With the time change, I think I'm all right. I think I get to sleep in and then I get to see it. It's a Friday. Perfect. Aston Villa with Arsenal. Arsenal complaining about yesterday's loss uh, to Liverpool, which, which you know, Arteta, you know, wanted to thank EPL and wanted to thank everybody for this horrible schedule. God, you're three games behind everybody. Stop your bitching. Good God, man. You lost a game. I would love it just for once for Arteta to put his hand up and say, you know what? This one's on me. You've done a great job. It was January was terrible and you spun out of that. And now you're competing for four and five. And, and then you want to blame somebody for a schedule? Dude, grow up. Come on, that's not going to ingratiate you with your fans. It's not. Just take the hit. Be a man about it. If you give them more to complain about, they will continue to complain. If you just say, I'm to blame. I'm sorry. It, this one goes, even if it's not, Arteta, even if it's not your fault, we have to focus on the next game. Just take a page out of the Bill Belichick book. And it's terrible. He's the worst interview of all time when it comes to sports. He's also the most, one of the most successful guys. You start asking him questions that he doesn't want to answer. He says, we've already started thinking about Jacksonville. Do you feel like the talent you have here is good enough? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Our focus now is we're going to, go, we're going to start looking at what, what, what next week and prepare ourselves for our next game, which is Jacksonville. Next question. Just do that. That's going to work right now. That's going to work. Instead of saying, oh, I can't believe that they did this to us and we had to play another game and everybody's got the same problem, man. 
you know, Everton can't do that either. So it's, it's just, it's don't be a complainer. If you ever like logged on or found these, these comedians who do these impersonations, they're fantastic. There's a couple of them that, that just do everybody. And, and I don't know what the guy's name is. I apologize. But I saw it on Twitter. He does a great Jose Mourinho. He does a great club. An unbelievable Lampard. But now Arteta, you're on the list. He does a good pep. Now you're on the list. Because you've given him a reason to make fun of you. And it's not a compliment. It's not. It's not. Because it, now because each one of them has their own shtick, right? So you, now you, you, you go at Klopp for certain things. And it's always I mean, laughing about something. And then Pep is always overcomplicating things. And then Lampard's just like getting confused and can't pronounce ball. He says, boo. So it, it's, it's funny, you know, and, and then he just constantly goes in like this Jekyll and Hyde personality. He's laughing and then he's really serious. And then he's laughing. It's, it, it's funny. I like it. But I mean, let's get past that. Wolves, Wolves has got leads. Got to watch that. Aston Villa, Gerard, his team is, is, is sputtering to a certain extent, but that's going to be a great game. Villa Arsenal. You want to watch that one. And regardless of what happens, Arteta, don't complain. Tottenham is, you know, after yesterday, I mean, a fairly good win. Brighton's just not so bright anymore. They, they started off well. They had a lot of their manager getting a lot of attention. A lot of people believe in that this is the future. And, and Tottenham talks and well, Tottenham puts a squeeze on them. Uh, they lose uh, 2-0 at home. So Brighton's got some, some issues now. They get West Ham, who hasn't been wonderful lately. Outside, in case you missed it, I thought it was one of the most wonderful. Go, go watch West Ham. And the Ukraine theme uh, certainly is um, the reason why I'm telling you that. Wonderful, wonderful story over there. We'll go over to Germany for you. Leipzig gets Frankfurt and Bayern gets Union Berlin. Now, Berlin's been the success story of the season. Hertha's in big trouble. That city's only big enough for one team, apparently. Bayern needs to get it back on track. I don't, I don't think that they're, they're not hurting for points, but they are going to, I mentioned this before, Alfonso Davies is back in training. That's a beautiful thing. I don't know if he's going to make the trip back to Canada. It's an interesting one. That's an interesting one because just finally getting back to fitness, the same boat that Gio Reyna's in, does he get on the plane? Does he fly all the way back? Does he engage in World Cup qualifying when they've pretty much already assured themselves a slot they're in? That's got to be one of, the, uh, one of the topics for both Gio Reyna and Alfonso Davies. When Bayern can play their politics and keep him around, I think that that's the better move. Much better move. Keep him around. Leipzig is on a good spill right now. They're Certainly a better team after Jesse Marsh's Tedesco's doing a great job. So they get Frankfurt. Wolfsburg gets Leverkusen, who's trying to, and let me check it right now, because they're right in the middle of their Europa League uh, uh, escapades. And they, they were not doing so well when I started this program. I'm not entirely sure how today is going. Because they need a goal. I knew, I knew that. 0-0 zero, zero still, 89th minute. Atalanta might, uh, might pull this off. Knowing the Germans, here we are. This is real live time for me. It's the 89th minute. But I'm, I'm sitting here live watching it. 0-0. Zero, zero. They're out shooting them 15 to 10. Atalanta's going to park the bus. They're going to park an 18-wheeler in front of that goal. They only have about 35% of the, of the ball. I, I want to make a prediction. Leverkusen gets a late, a late one. I'm probably wrong. I am in Vegas, so I, I'm allowed to do that. If anybody's listening outside, which there isn't, nobody's running to the sports book to make that bet. However, that looks like that might be an early exit for Leverkusen, which, you know, they've, they've already got their payday and it certainly isn't uh, the end of the world. The last bet, Galatasaray is losing now at home to Barcelona. So those, you know, you know Pedro gets one and Abamayag. Abamayag. I love the name, but I also love the fact that he was a complete hot mess at Arsenal and has been fantastic since his arrival with the Spanish Giants. 
Rangers is locked in a 1-1. They'll progress because of their previous game. And then Monaco and Braga. It looks like Braga will take that. So Braga moving on. And look, the, the, as far as the rest of the games go, there's Cologne, Dortmund. I put it on my list. And most people say, so what? Look, Dortmund is fun to watch. Um, they do have Gio coming back and all this speculation around Holland. What is going to happen with him? Uh, and then over the weekend, by the way, Real Madrid, Barcelona. So that'll be on the Sunday, of course, because of the because Barcelona's schedule might be the reason why Sergio Dest is playing right now. I don't want to get into MLS. I don't. I did see a epic collapse last night with uh, New England. So, you know, they, they come into that, that game with a 3-0 vic- uh, victory, and then all they got to do is hold on. They lose the lead, blow the lead, 3-3. Three to three. We all saw, well, we didn't all see, but I did see the reaction of uh, Bruce Arena, which wasn't great which prompted all those people to keep putting that quote from Jermaine Jones up. He's the worst coach I ever had, and he's supposed to be the best here. It gives him so much fuel to say that Bruce Arena doesn't know what he's doing, but that was a bad loss. That one is just like, man, you got him 3-0. Lose 3-0. Losing the penalty kicks. Yikes. Not fun. But the only the games of note, I guess, well, NYCFC looks like they're going to go through. Montreal was also kicked out of the Champions League. You got Cincy versus Inter Miami. That's bad and then worse. I'm not watching that. Sorry. Not curious at all. Uh, Chicago and, and Sporting Kansas City might be a good one. Charlotte, New England. New England's probably in a bad mood, so they'll pick on them. Minnesota gets San Jose. Oh, I don't know. I've been watching it. I've been rooting for San Jose. It's my old club. But man, Almeida. Man, just... Oh, it's like his face is melting. Like every every time you, you see him in an interview. Dallas gets Portland. Houston gets Colorado. That's going to be tricky. RSL, who's at the top of the table right now, gets Nashville looking to rebound. Uh, Red Bulls gets uh, Columbus. Austin gets Seattle. And LAFC gets Vancouver, which means wonderful start because Vancouver's terrible. I think I think LAFC rips them up, rips them to pieces. And Mark DeSantos, who used to be the manager of, of Vancouver, can give them the blueprint of what they're going to do. They haven't changed the way they do things even after he left. So I expect an LAFC uh, 3-1 victory over Vancouver. Now, here's what I want to talk about. I, in the previous podcast, I did talk about Chelsea. And I'm not going to go there today. Today is not the day to go for it. I don't want to talk about Saudi Arabian inclusion in, in Chelsea Football Club because I'm just not all the way there yet. But there are a couple groups. Uh, there is a new consortium that of the Chicago Cubs owners. So it's Lord Co. is in the Ricketts family. This is, this is interesting to me. With everything that has happened with the Boston Red Sox essentially owning Liverpool and really creating a new way of doing things. Peter Moore needs a lot of credit here. Peter Moore, if you don't know who he is, look him up, uh, M-O-O-R-E. This guy really uh, knows how to create a culture. What was it very instrumental in bringing Klopp in in the first place, but then really managed that team and figured out how to really monetize uh, the brand of, of Liverpool and made it much more enticing. I mean, if you look at what the cost of that thing was before Klopp got there, it was four or five hundred million. It's it's three billion now. So the the, the folks over the Chicago Cubs who aren't having the best of times right now. They've, they've had to unload all of their players. They went to the Yankees. and then, are they, I don't know where Bryant went. Bryant went to the Giants, I think. And then everybody else, I think, went to uh, the Yankees. Anyway, they're certainly bored 
because they're in the middle of a rebuild. So they decide, hey, well, let's get in. Look what those guys did. Our arch enemies over there that we used to share a GM with. The whole premise of the, the movie Moneyball, you know, not just about the Oakland A's. It was about, it was about a new way of, of doing things in professional baseball. It's the Chicago Cubs and it's certainly the uh, Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox are certainly enjoying their inclusion in all of this. So, you know, it looks like this consortium might be, and the Ricketts family might say, hey, look, let's, let's take a look at this. And there's also, you know, there's some, some talk. The BBC, BBC Sport is also uh, saying that Ricketts Group is, includes, say, a U.S. hedge fund entrepreneur, Ken Griffin. That's what you do, man. You make sure that you can hedge your bets and <laughs> literally, no pun on words necessary there, but that you've got so much money that even when it goes wrong, you can make it right. So I don't really think I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of steering away from the whole Saudi Arabia thing because I don't like the idea that the club could be owned, even if Boris said it was okay. I don't think it's okay for a club, even as as and I must say the Saudis are are trying to be much more progressive in their thinking uh, as far as their country is concerned, when it, in regards to women's and women's rights. But it's just not all the way there for me, and I just don't. I, I would love to see the Ricketts family step up and take this team to new heights. That could certainly be the case. So well, let's see what happens with Chelsea. I'm, I'm not rooting for it one way or the other, but I certainly believe that uh, they need to go into the right hands. Two, I think it was $3 billion was the asking price. Saudis were at 2.7. I don't think these guys uh, are going to have any issues coming up with $3 billion and making the commitment to spend. Even though you look at what has happened with Liverpool, and not to go back to the Moneyball reference, they certainly haven't gone off the hook spending. They're not City. They're not Chelsea. And that's, that's what's so terrific about their success. And Klopp, for that matter. All right, so the last bit of business here, if I'm being honest, would be uh, Erling Holland. The decision is expected to be in the next couple of weeks. I thought this was very interesting. This is way too much information to know. And we saw that, um, because if you don't know who he is, so, so Holland is probably the, the most sought after forward on the planet after Kylian Mbappe. Now, everybody knows Mbappe's going to, to Madrid. And guess what? Benzema just isn't going away. And that really is, is something that, that factors into this. And I was looking at some of the comments. These are the, these are, there are times when agents kind of let things out of the bag. Staying put in Dortmund is a possibility, end quotes. And if he does that, that means he will stay for another year and then go to Madrid or Barcelona because ultimately he wants to go to La Liga. So, I mean, if you, if you read that and you're Manchester United, Man City, and everybody else said that was thinking, well, maybe we got a shot. I mean, if he ultimately wants to be somewhere else, is it, how much higher can you go? Are you going to buy him from 100 million, sell him for 200 million? No. So, I mean, Real Madrid is his number one choice, in quotes. But City are playing on the fact that a Madrid situation is Kylian Mbappe, almost certainly arriving in the summer, and Karim Benzema is still doing very well as the main striker. So basically what they're saying is, we want to go somewhere where we're needed. And they are pointing out that Barca aren't in a position to challenge for all the titles at the moment. So basically what has happened here with this kid, Holland, who, who, who let's, let's go backwards here. Let me remind you that he did what once was coached by Jesse Marsh at Salzburg before his move to Dortmund. And then he did lit it up. He scored a goal a game for about two and a half years here. Now, if it's, it's look, but they were, the release clause allows the 21-year-old to leave for $63.2 million this summer. Now, let me, let me explain that. This is where the agent is just laughing right now. 
That's all he's got to pay. But if he can get 150 out of somebody, where's that money go? That's a new house in Portugal, if you ask me. Anyway, let's keep an eye on that. Um, the last bit of that, I guess, this is what Holland is in Holland's camp is saying. Uh, there was a question put forth by the Holland camp to Man City. What about Pep Guardiola's future? And if the answer came back, that they would have to think about staying longer. His contract runs out in 2023. City is hoping to convince him to stay another year at least, but that may not be enticing enough. So this is the Norwegian kid. He's got 23 goals in 22 games for Dortmund. He's, he's not playing all the time now. He's coming off the bench. He's going to be a rich man if he stays, stays healthy. One of the richest forwards uh, on the planet. For, for, I mean, it's in, in a long time. We thought, we thought the Neymar, Messi's, and Ronaldo moves were big. And Mbappe certainly will be a, a big number, but this is going to get this is going to get terrific. But it is complicated, as I just alluded to. So City has a chance simply because there might be a waiting game for for uh, Karim Benzema to slip on a banana peel and fall in a coffin. He's not done yet. Last bit of news. So happy to see this. And anybody that saw it, lived it, knew about it, uh, the Christian Eriksen is going to go back and play for Denmark. Uh, so he was named to Denmark's squad for the first time since he had the cardiac, cardiac arrest. Uh, and the Euros in 2020. So I'm I'm thrilled to see this. You know, he's 30 years old, and I just I just the reception that he gets. It doesn't even matter what the game is. The the reception that he gets. Um, they do have friendlies in the Netherlands on March 26th, I believe, and then they'll have a home game against Serbia three days later. And to see him back in his country's colors is going to be terrific. I mean, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big sap now. I'm I got six kids, and I. I cry at shopping mall openings, but uh, I'm going to tear up for that one. I really am because I, I almost lost him and now he's getting a chance to continue to do what he loves for his country. Uh, and he's so beloved. So that's it. All right. Well, look, um, let, me, let me catch you up right at the end here. I did make a prediction with Leverkusen before I say goodbye to you here. I thought Leverkusen might pull it off. That was in live time. There's no lying here. I'm probably wrong. I'm checking it out. And the final score, Atalanta 1, Leverkusen 0, Alfredozin. Leverkusen is out. Well, you know what? Every once in a while, you throw it out there and you lose. It's kind of like roulette. Uh, double zeros. That's it for me today. Uh, I would say this. Um, let's Next week uh, will be very interesting. We don't know who we're going to be. We've been promising Derek Ray, but Derek Ray decided to get on a plane, stay over in Europe for a while, and Damn it, he isn't home yet. So we're, we're going to work on that. Uh, I do want to speak to him. And we do have to start preparing for U.S. versus Mexico, which is exactly one week from today. Uh, a lot of people are and I'm going to chime in on that one. I have been having some fun with some of my, my boys and my friends who, you know, we, we, you know, I have the Mexican contingency and the friends that I, that I, I played against, the campuses of the world. We like, to, we like to have fun during this time of year. And, and, you know, when they, when they leave you messages saying, no chance, my friend, I, I love that. Even though they might be right. Either way, I am done for the day. Appreciate you. Love you. Uh, keep listening uh, to, to the program. And I've also noticed that I've gotten a lot of great reviews. So apparently you guys are enjoying this thing. So continue to uh, listen in. And I love it that you're a fan of the program. We are all, that means we are a fan of each other. So I will hear you next time. Later.